This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Literally press got it. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. Uh, I do hope you hit the subscribe button while you're uh, hanging around. Uh, I do three interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones, all the usual spots, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, Audible, Red Circle, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Again, I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I get to talk with Matt Healy of the 1975. We're going to be uh, diving into being funny in a foreign language. Uh, Matt's going to discuss his knack for being self-aware in his lyrics, uh, writing songs that don't have choruses, plans to produce more projects for other artists, and, uh, and how they've avoided being bored of the entire process. Uh, he's also going to tell us about the album's closing track. It's one of my favorites that he's ever done. It's called The Gentleness of When We Are Together. We'll also uh, dig into the pitfalls of overanalyzing arts and hear about the influence that Depeche Mode and Joy Division have had on them, as well as working with Samuel Bradley on their latest videos, some of, some of the best videos they've done. Uh, let's do this, then. We're discussing being funny in a foreign language. It's Kyle Meredith with the 1975 Hello there. That's what a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. No, oh, no problem. I, I really mean that. And especially this new record, being a funny being funny in a foreign language, is so good. In in, in oh. fact, I think that the you know B side of the the last half of this record might be some of my favorite stuff that you guys have ever done. So just you oh. know, thanks and congratulations. That really means a lot. Thank you. I I think I agree with you on that one. The um, just hearing you talk about it too. You know, even going back to the previous record, you talk about that last album being, uh, you know, about the uh, the intricacies of the, of the human experience. Where does this one pick up? Do, do you see it kind of in that arcing line like that? I think so. I think it kind of picks up from a brief a brief inquiry, our third record, a little bit in the way that it's still very much about consumption and consumption of you know love and content and media and all substances and all those kind of things which has been kind of my subject matter for a long time but I think what separates this record from the previous records is that um it's a it's a bit more of a snapshot as opposed to this huge sprawling kind of narrative I feel like every record I've needed to get out I've been saying this but like you know it's been like all my previous records have been like everything that's ever happened everything that's happening now and everything that could happen in the future do you know what I mean 
and on this record we, we were just like no let's just kind of be where we are now and that kind of bled into the way that it was made and the way that it was recorded and the kind of um the pace that it, that it moves at and the length that it is and all those kind of things it's interesting the way you talk about that because there is a lot of love on the record you know along with that consumption and sometimes that consumption is the love that i hear mm. and, and sometimes the love is darker you know it's a darker love like did you think through like how did you want to play with that you know going into it i i think how you were explaining what what you were explaining just then yeah i don't really go into anything with that many expectations but we always allow for whatever kind of revelations take place and i think the the main one was that um i've always been very let's say like self-aware i don't want to use words like postmodern but kind of like postmodern in the way that you know a character in a film knows he's a character in a film i've always done that a lot in my music so it's always been a way that i've been able to be sincere but then critique myself so i kind of cut myself off at the past before i get into the corny or the sentimental and I think with this record, like I challenged myself and was challenged by the band on, on particular moments, such as we have a song called I'm In Love With You. Now, I remember singing that in the booth and trying to essentially get a kind of a knot in there. Do you know what I mean? Like something to negate that really simple universal sentiment. And the band were like, dude, just like do that on another song. So like if, if you want to write a song called I'm In Love With You, just do it. Like you've proven... You don't have to prove that you're like the funniest or the most sardonic like all the time. Like I think we're kind of stepping into an era of sincerity, or and it, and that's something that I've been talking about has been coming for a while. You know, we've even had songs called like "Sincerity is Scary." My fear of just saying stuff like "Tell me you love me," that's all that I need to hear without referencing like my genitals. You know. I'll bring up that first single, you know, part of the band, uh, first single for us, which which I've loved. There is a trick you do, and, and I, I'm asking this more into your songwriting style and how you approach it, because you you figured out the art of making a song feel like it has a chorus when it doesn't. Oh, that's a cool observation. Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, again, because because it's not till somebody points that out to me that I think, oh, my God, it doesn't really have a traditional chorus. You know, it's the same with set. Um, it doesn't have a chorus. It just has this kind of like resolve at the end. And I think that a lot of my favorite songs are like that. Like, you know, I, I've referenced all my friends by LCD Sound System openly throughout my career and throughout my music all the time. Um, there's, there, there's kind of like a, a tension, like a suspension going on the whole time. Do you know what I mean? And then you get this resolve and maybe that just, maybe that's, good enough for us you know maybe we don't actually need the chorus we've just been taught that the chorus is the uh is the revelation but maybe that's that's not it it's something else it doesn't have it obviously doesn't have to be there because it's, you yeah. know, it feels great and and just you know hearing that you know michelle uh, is on is on that track too i mean that's you you've got great taste um <laughs> in showcasing other artists and you produced the the beba doobie ep that we love so much i was going to bring that up too i mean are you, is that going to be another lane for you? Is there going to be more production in the future? Yeah, I like producing stuff. Um, I mean, everything I've done has kind of stayed within my own world, really, because of Dirty Hit, because I have such an active role in it. And 
like it, it's that that tends to be the stuff that I've worked on and I've always been working on 75 you know it's always quite a big project for me doing a 75 record so um but yeah there's there's been lots of talk of me of me doing stuff but I like doing stuff like right like I'm not that great at multitasking so I, I like when I do it like I'm not going to do it when I've got like an American tour to do or something do you know what I mean if I'm going to do like my big production record debut but I'm sure I will do and we'll be right back right after this shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A S T E P R O allergy.com. That's A S T E P R O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Matt Healy of the 1975. I don't know, man. I could just compliment you in so many places on this. I mean, the all I need to hear uh, and that sound that you're doing. I mean, it's got that sort of bluesy sound to it. It's got one of my favorite lines on the record. I don't care if you're sincere. Just tell me what I need to hear. <laughs> I mean, that almost feels like a thesis line in a way, you know, but and, and, and it's always been a thing. I mean, I, I'm going to hit an old question here about how you all are so versatile with your, your genres, but does that affect how you approach a song lyrically or, or stylistically, uh, vocally, I mean? Yeah, I'm sure the style, the stylistic of the song um, is, is uh, like, it influences the performance, but 
a song is a song really do you know what I mean like for us like it really is superficial like the kind of the genre like because of the, ge the generation that we grew up in like we always had this mantra of we create in the way that we consume no one listens to one type of music no one has one favorite type of music and we were never impelled uh, I don't even know if that's a word we, we were never wanted to um to we would just be be bored so this is the thing like we've always been celebrated for being bold when what we've really done is just like avoided being bored really and I think that um I don't it's it's like Bill Murray said about like acting and comedy like if you can make a cake do you reckon you can make a tart do you know what I mean like blues and pot there's no difference the song's the song do you know what I mean if you've got good taste and you know where the heart of the song is then the kind of the genre and I'm doing the fingers thing to put it in parenthesis it'll figure itself out do you know what I mean well again it just blends so well and uh, you know I was talking about that last half of the record too I mean it, it ends with the gentleness of of, of when we are together which uh, yeah I hope you don't mind just a direct question like I'd love to know anything about that song because that's the one I keep coming back to even over and over and over funny isn't it same one with me so um we delivered the record. We, we'd, we'd finished the album. We'd, uh, I, I'm not, just a little industry insider bit for people. Like vinyl is in a very, very strange place. Lots of people want it. Not a lot of people make it. So if you want to put a record out on vinyl and have it come out at the same time as your record, you've got to send them the album very, very early on. And we knew that. So we knew that we had to finish it. And we did send it off for whatever reason creative personal i was like i don't want this song that was previously on the record on the record it, i don't want it on it so i pulled the record back and i had the demo when we are together which didn't have any instrumentation apart from acoustic guitar and vocal and me george and jack in a kind of i don't want to call it a panic but in a rush we went to Electric Lady and we had two days to make and mix and deliver that song. So the fact that it's just like, you know, acoustic guitar and banjo painting the fence, do you know what I mean? It's me on the bass, it's George on the drums. Like it's, it was, it was genuinely, it kind of, it finished off the record perfectly because the record was all about like captured moments. It wasn't about these big constructs that have been, made over two years it was about like capturing things that had happened and it was the final thing we did on the record and it's that it was the last song and it yeah it's it's the one that i keep coming back to as well it's funny there are great stories throughout music history and rock history of of that like oh we needed one more song or or this was our last second and ends up being you know, one of the the biggest statements uh, of those albums. It's I don't know what that yeah. says about it, and maybe it's just what you're getting to. It's like almost like the less thoughts, you know, the less, the less time. thoughts. Like, like 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 that's totally it. Like that is because you know when people when you have like a lazy journalist, they'll say stuff like, "And um, do you have a message for your fans?" Or they'll say stuff like, "Do you, um what's your advice for like a young artist?" So I've really actually had to think about that question. And my advice is like, trust your instinct. Like if you're an artist and your instinct is to like do something, if you sit there and over-intellectualize it or write it on a whiteboard and start comparing it to, then you're never going to have a song that doesn't have a chorus. Do you know what I mean? That somebody off from consequence of sounds like, oh, that's really cool. Do you know what I mean? That's not going to happen if you're like just trying to, 
So just trust your instinct. Just do what you see in your head. Do you know what I mean? Because that's all that good art is, I think. Well, I know we're up against the clock. I, I quickly, really quickly want to bring up the uh, the videos uh, the three I've seen, I mean, it, the storytelling you always do. I love your videos. It takes me back to growing up on music videos when that's all I watched. When I looked at these, and, and maybe I'm putting something there that's not, but are these in any way Depeche Mode influenced? Because I keep seeing little things in there that I love about their videos as well. I think that D Depeche Mode have influenced the 1975 aesthetically quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's not that many direct references in there. To, to, to their stuff because honestly I like them more aesthetically than I like them musically not not to like not shots fired but I'm just saying just like to be honest so um I think that our you know like being from well you know this separation in Wilms in in Manchester is so small we've got south of Manchester you've got Wilmsow which is part of Macclesfield you know what I mean so we're, we're kind of we're from Macclesfield so that's where Joy Division are from. You know, we, we grew up a, around their kids and their history, and you can't kind of avoid that being the main influence of like the, of the kind of like the aesthetic and the feel. Yeah, well, that's uh, those little moments, that especially the black and white are part of the band and the way you guys are marching around. It's that enjoy the silence, and then there's mm. the, you know you throw the cowboy hat later on in the next video, and I'm like, <laughs> man, I love this. I love and. And you had the same director with uh, with Samuel Bradley, right? I mean, that was yeah. uh, total creative control. Was there any reason there? Well, no, it's just because I tend to like, I tend to write all of the videos, but then I haven't done my 10,000 hours as a director. So I don't want to be arrogant and be like, oh, I'll direct them as well. There's always going to be somebody who's probably better than I am, or certainly more well-equipped at the moment to visually bring to life like my ideas. Do you know what I mean? So I just splurge my ideas and then I need someone to say well this is how we can do it and then I'll go right well we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this so it's always um you know it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't make sense if somebody else like wrote the, the videos but that was why it was just I wanted one person to be able to deal with me for six months so it's better to lock someone in a room than try and convince you know four or five people and he's a genius as well I, he, I love him I, like I, he's amazing no, the videos, uh, they're, they really are. They're classics right away. Uh, I mean, thank them you. too. Uh, Manny, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Again, I'm such a big fan. I love this record. Uh, I can't wait to listen to it more and, uh, and see you guys on the road too. Uh, thanks so much, man. Thank you. It means a lot. My thanks to Matt Healy. The 1975 new record, Being Funny in a Foreign Language, is out now. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Before you leave, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up again with the uh, three interviews that we put out every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual podcast spots, including iTunes and Apple Podcast, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. After that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. 
Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, Kyle. Bye. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.